Welcome back to the Bears Rant Podcast. I cannot believe it. The Bears came back to win against the Lions. Let's talk about it. First of all, big shout out and thank you to the Detroit Lions for being the Lions and snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Now, the Bears did extend their winning streak to five against the Lions, as I did predict, but if you refer to my opening statement, you notice that the Bears should have lost that game, so my prediction of the score was way off. Let's break it down. All right, first let's go take a look back at what I said were the keys to the game. On offense, I said they needed to run, run, and run some more. I said whoever can dominate the run game can dominate the first four games of the season. Well, they didn't dominate the line of scrimmage, but they were more than serviceable overall and it had a great per carry average. They had 28 carries for 149 yards, but no touchdowns. That's a 5.32 yard per carry clip, and that's good. I don't care who you are. I like that they had good commitment to the run game all the way through the game up into the fourth quarter when they had to abandon it to dial up more passes to get back into the game. Now, while that was great, I also said that they needed to get Mitch involved in the run game. He only had three attempts for 26 yards, and 20 of those came on one carry in the fourth quarter. He was 6-7 passing and two touchdowns after that run, so I think it's important to get him involved in the run game. I think it's a mental boost for him confidence-wise and gets him dialed in overall to be a better quarterback. He needs six to eight attempts, attempts per game, and I think he'd be well served to get him at least one of those on the first drive of the game to get his, I don't know, get his, just get his mind right. I also said they needed to be more aggressive in the pass game with a true touchdown to check down mentality. Now let's talk about a difficult stat to understand here a little bit. Uh, the way they name it is a little off. Basically the idea is for each completion, we want to see how far on average the ball traveled in the air. So on Sunday, he averaged 8.1 yards per completion. That's nearly two yards better than his best year, which was 2018, where he averaged 6.1. If we want to make a comparison, let's go to our favorite, Pat Mahomes. He averaged 6.5 yards per completion in each of the past two years. So that's a good indicator, at least from the first game. I also said they had to hit the deep shots when they were there. Well, he overthrew one guy. By several yards on at least one occasion and then Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller bailed him out on a few other occasions as well so that's not good but they did manage to get the chunk plays when they were available on defense I said they needed to demoralize the run game which they did not do at all they gave up 138 yards on and a touchdown on 29 attempts that's a 4.76 per carry average and that's not nearly good enough you've got to hold that opponent down under four yards per carry. I also said they couldn't give up any free releases to the wide receivers, that they needed to challenge them at the line of scrimmage on every play. Well, Kenny Galladay didn't play. In his place played Quintez Cephas. They let him run free all day long. He got targeted 10 times, but luckily for the Bears, he only pulled three of those down for 43 yards, but he had a long of 20 yards, so they didn't do a good job of shutting down the long ball to him or anybody, in fact. If you look at uh, what they did, the Lions had players with catches of 32, 24, 21, 20, and 26 yards. That's just not getting it done in the pass game. If we take a look at the other guys I kind of talked about, I said they needed to challenge Amendola. He's dealing with a hamstring. They needed to challenge him at the line of scrimmage 
all day long, but they didn't. They let him have five catches on seven targets. Marvin Jones, their deep threat guy, they let him catch four of eight. And tight end Hawkinson, who I didn't really talk about, they let him go five of five with a touchdown. So not good. They need to shore that up immediately. Now let's talk about Matt Stafford. This is a guy who was an MVP candidate against most teams, but inexplicably, he continued his streak of mediocrity against the Bears with a passer rating of 77.2 with one touchdown and one interception. I can't believe it. The guy's just too good to play this poorly against the Bears. Okay, so those were the keys to the game that I said the Bears needed to take care of in order to win. Let's talk about what I liked and did not like in this game. What I liked, Trubisky came through in the fourth quarter going 8 of 10 for three touchdowns. Yep, I agree, totally. His receivers made some huge catches for him, but he went 8 for 10 and three touchdowns, and that's good no matter who you are. I like that they brought new offensive coordinator Bill Lazor down to the sidelines so that he could be the guy that's talking directly in the quarterback's ear after every series instead of the quarterback coach or the backup quarterback or whoever. Last year with Helfrich, he sat up in the, the booth all the time, so you weren't getting that direct communication in the guy's ear. I also like that the defense took advantage of the opportunity that Stafford gave him. I told you in the preview that he always gives you at least one shot at an interception. He did, they got it, and they turned it into seven points. All right, now let's talk about what I didn't like. And this list could go on for a long time, but I'm going to keep it kind of short here. If you've listened to me so far in this podcast, you're thinking that I'm drinking the Trubisky Kool-Aid, but I'm not. The fourth quarter was great, but where was that in the first three quarters? Why can't he turn it on earlier? Against a really good team, they would have never gotten a chance to get back in this game. They would have been buried and never given a chance to come back. His footwork under pressure is still bad. In the face of pressure, he was still throwing off his back foot, going high over intended intended targets. He's got to learn to feel that pressure, sidestep it, reset and get the good completion, or just pull it down and run it. He can't just sit there and back up a step and throw off his back foot. Those are going to get picked off. In fact, his stat line should have had two to three interceptions in it. One of those was just a defender drop. He nearly threw a pick six on a screen play, and he threw behind Komet on the goal line and bounced it off the defender. If he keeps that, we're going to see Foles a lot sooner than later. And the other thing I didn't like was the defense in general. They couldn't stop the run. They let old man Peterson go for 93 yards, the long of 21. If he were still in his prime, that 21 yard would have been a lot further for a touchdown. They couldn't defend the long ball. As I mentioned earlier, they let five different receivers have receptions of at least 20 yards. Five. And they couldn't get a pass rush going at all. They never even rarely mounted a threat against Stafford. They only managed four QB hits and five pressures and had to blitz eight times to get that. It wasn't until 5.39 left in the game that they finally got a sack, and that was Akeem Hicks. The defense has got to step it up if they are going to be a real contender this year. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening as always. Next up, we're going to talk pregame against the uh, New York Giants. Talk to you later.